Well, um, hey, everybody, welcome to this episode of the Come and See podcast. I'm glad that you've uh, chosen to log on and uh, give a listen. Um, I've got my friend Anna here tuning in from Peru to share her story with us. So, Anna, just to kick us off, (laughs) tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you're up to over there in Peru. Hello, everybody. Uh, My name is Anna. Anna Burgess, and I live with my husband, Mark, and our three boys, Daniel, Joel, and Caleb in Lima, Peru. And we have been living here in Lima, Peru for the past 13 years. Uh, So my two youngest kids were born here, and my eldest son was born in Sheffield, which is where I studied um, languages at university. Um, as you can hear, I'm a Brit. Uh, so I grew up in England. Um, and I'm in Peru because when I was very little, I felt in my heart um, the desire to go and help people abroad and to share God's love with them in another country. And that was a process that um, originally started maybe thinking about Africa and seeing the need there and being moved by the needs in Africa. Uh, But as I grew older um, and a connection with the Spanish language, um, I looked at South America as an opportunity. And so through a series of, um, some people might say coincidences, I would say kind of God opening doors. Uh, I, my husband and I spent uh, some of my year abroad at university here in Peru. And during that seven months, we really felt that this was a place that we wanted to come back to. And uh, so two years later, we came back with our eldest son, Daniel, who was just eight months at the time. And we've been living in Lima ever since. Wow. I love that. (laughs) That's such a big adventure for your family. Um, Well, so as you already know, um, the Come and See podcast, I kind of just want it to be a glimpse into people's life following Jesus and what faith looks like for them. And um, just kind of a little taster, you know, of like um, everyone's different journeys with God and what it looks like. So I imagine that a lot of people listening, the first question that comes up would be the why. Um, Why do you follow Jesus? Um, And maybe like, when did it start? So the why and the when. Yeah, well, um, I think the when is an easy and a difficult question to answer. I think okay. that I grew up in a, a family that um, had a belief in in Jesus and in the power of God and that affecting our daily lives. And so from very young, um, I wanted to be part of that too. But it was also something, especially as a teenager, that I had to struggle with myself and I had to decide, okay, is this something just that my family have shared with me and I'm just believing because that's what I've been taught or is God actually real? Like, God, are you actually there? Do you actually make a difference to my life? Um, do you do you care about me? Are you a God who is a personal God who... Uh, wants to affect my my daily life or are you um a far off god who doesn't really care like created the world and then disappeared or does god not even exist at all and it's just a a figment of our imagination and a, a something that we society has created because they can't bear the thought of there not being a god um so as a teenager uh, i struggled a lot with depression um i had a lot of um 
I think questions in my heart and a lot of that was connected with being a teenager and kind of different relationships breaking down and the emotions of roller coaster of being a teenager but it was also that deep question inside like god are you really there and do you really exist and what I discovered during that time is as I moved towards God and so for me that looked like simple prayers and prayer for me is just simply talking to God about what was on my heart nothing more complicated than that it wasn't a set prayer or or specific words I had to say um and when I spent time looking at some of the verses in the Bible I would sometimes just open the Bible and say okay God show me show me a verse that would speak to me and I felt like um there was a peace that I could only find in God that I couldn't find in anything else there was nothing else at that time it there wasn't there weren't people who could make me feel better about myself. There wasn't relationships that could make me feel better about myself. Definitely not alcohol. Definitely not kind of working hard. Like I went to a school where it was kind of, everybody was really encouraged to work really hard and work towards a certain career. And like none of that had any kind of meaning or, or satisfaction for me in itself. It, I, there was a kind of dip, deeper sense of, well, why would you do that unless there was a greater point to this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, there was a piece that God gave me um, around that time as I leaned into him that confirmed for me that he did exist. And on top of that, there were, I grew up in a church where I had seen miracles happen. I'd seen people being healed instantly. I'd heard lots of stories of that happening. And it was, it was something that I couldn't just deny and say, oh, that was just made up like sometimes people like could make it up or whatever but there were specific incidences that I'd seen through my my childhood or I'd seen specific responses to prayer praying for provision for something specific and like miraculously that happening um but I couldn't deny that there was a god that for me was for me personally that was evidence that there was a god and not only was there a god there was a god who was a personal god who cared specifically about me and about um, those people around me who wanted to to break in and and, and make a difference to our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as an adult, I've also been through uh, various times in my life where I've had to go back again and say, okay, God, do you actually exist? Are you really there? I've suffered through four different miscarriages Um and the breakdown of, of um, relationships with other people and things like that. And they have brought me to a place where I've had to go back and say, okay, God, are you there? And if you're there, are you good? Or are you um, like either you're like at one point I remember thinking, God, are you, you're, you're either powerless because you've done nothing about this or you're cruel because you could have done something and you did nothing. And so Um, I think suffering is one of those things that can either move you closer to God or move you further away. Um, But as I leaned into God, as I kept pushing in, as I kept um, reading about Jesus in the Bible, um, I could never see Jesus. Jesus never goes and gives somebody an illness or a sickness. He never goes to, to a woman and says, here, have a miscarriage. He never says to somebody who's dead, oh, well, like, he, you see him over and over again, bringing healing to people, bringing restoration, mm-hmm. raising people from the dead even. Um, you see him um, 
bringing life and restoration. And so when I saw when I saw the person of Jesus, and the Bible tells us that Jesus is an exact representation of God. The Bible tells us as well, at one point, one of his disciples says, just show us, just show us who God is. And he says, well, if you've seen me, you've seen who God is. Like, why are you asking to see who God is if you've seen me? And so when I look at Jesus, I see a reflection of a, a God who meets us in our need, whatever that is, whether that is our need for provision, whether that is our need for healing, whether that's our need for just standing with us in our grief. There's a story in the in the Bible where Jesus has got some really dear friends called Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus has died and he doesn't go straight away to the tomb where Lazarus is. He waits a few days and he says that he he waits because he wants to make sure that people know that it is truly a miracle that he's going to do. But when he gets to the village where Mary and Martha are, they run to him and they throw their arms around him and they say, Jesus, if you'd just been here, our brother wouldn't have died. Um, and he doesn't like rush to the tomb to, to raise Lazarus from the dead, although he does raise Lazarus from the dead. Instead, he sits with them and he cries with them and he takes a moment to be with them in the midst of their, their grief. And then he goes to the tomb and he brings Lazarus out and there's a, a celebration and we see the resurrection. And I see that in my own life. I see that so many times when I have wanted Jesus to resurrect something in me and it hasn't happened straight away, that doesn't mean he's not there. Mm -hmm. Often he's there with me in the midst of that suffering. And then he's in there sitting with me. And I have, I've had encounters with God in the midst of suffering that I could only have in the midst of suffering. I've had encounters with, with God because through, through the Bible, the Bible is like, it's a book, but it's made up of lots and lots of different books. And it was actually written over, I think it was like 3,000 years. So you've got three in the, in the Bible, you have lots of different people who are all sharing their revelation of who God is. And that is brought to like, so you have, I think it's like 1,500, 2,000 years in what's called the Old Testament, which is the, the period of the Bible before Jesus is, is on the scene. And these people keep having revelations of who God is. And every time they have a revelation of who God is, they say, and this is the God who. So, for example, there's a, uh, um, a, a slave lady who uh, is um, basically treated really badly by her mistress. She's had a child and she runs into the desert and God appears to her there and um, comforts her and, and tells her what she's to do next. And she declares, like, you are the God who sees me. So she has a revelation of God as someone who sees her. And you, all through the Bible, we have these different revelations of who of who God is. There's a, another guy who um, was called Gideon, and he, um, he an angel appears to him and tells him that he is a mighty warrior and that he's going to lead an army. And Gideon's like, uh, uh, not me. And he kind of comes up with all these excuses, all these tests to see whether or not like it's really God that's talking to him, even though an angel has appeared to him. Um, but when he, fi he finally gets to a point where he has a revelation of like, God is my peace. Like God is my peace. Like, and, and he, that's what he needed because he was a man who was full of fear. And yet he had a revelation of, of God being peace to him. And so when we, we have all in the, through the old Testament, we have all these revelations of who God is and they're all snippets of who God is like, and then we see Jesus come on the scene and he's 
it's like the full revelation of who God is in flesh form. And we get to see him and we get to see what God is like. And some people will say, well, Jesus, I believe Jesus was a good person. Historically, we know that Jesus existed. Um, I mean, you can say, okay, Jesus didn't exist, but that would be like saying, okay, Julius Caesar didn't exist or somebody else. Like there's evidence that Jesus existed, but what there isn't is whether or not what we think about Jesus. The, the mm. question is, do we believe that Jesus was God or not? Because he said he was. So was was he who he said he was or not? And I have found in my own life that when I have, my heart has has read about Jesus, when I have prayed to Jesus, just talked to him, I have seen those things line up. I've seen his uh, power coming into my life, whether that is a particular anxiety that I need to give over to God, whether or not that's a need for provision. We um, are missionaries here in Peru, so that means we don't have a a salary um, or a wage that comes in each month. Different people support us. And during that the last 13 years that we've lived here, we've had a budget each year, but the promised income that we've had has only been, at the moment, it's the highest it's ever been, I think it's at 60%. So we only know where 60% of our income is going to come from each month. But every single month, God has provided um, with unexpected gifts and unexpected things that have come in. Um, and just when we just when we needed it, and it's been amazing to see how how God does that month after month after month and I and I just I don't even worry about it anymore because I'm I just know okay God God has promised to take care of me and he continues to take care of me and I'm seeing that being worked out in my own life um on a daily basis so yeah Jesus is real to me he's a friend to me he's the one um who when I wake up in the morning, I just lay in my bed a little bit and I just say, okay, good morning, Jesus. I'm just thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I talk to him as if he's my friend um, and I expect him as well to talk to me. So that might sound a little bit kind of crazy and what does it mean for Jesus to talk to you? But I, it's just that sense of peace in your heart. I think that we've all had a moment where we felt like there's a peaceful thought that's come out of nowhere and it didn't come from us, but it came from, from something outside of us, just as we could identify moments, for example, where we felt maybe like a, an evil voice tempting us to do something that we perhaps shouldn't do. Like those kind of Tom and Jerry little angels that sit on your shoulder. I think we do identify with that. Um, and I think that there is a process that I have gone through where I've been able to increasingly discern that voice and listen into that voice and that voice of peace, that voice of guiding. Um, and I've been able to, to hear what God wants to do and see things happen in my life or in the lives of other people um, through that, through that relationship. So I think the reason that I follow Jesus now is because my relationship with Jesus, Jesus is as real to me as any other relationship that I have. And I don't know, I couldn't turn my back on Jesus just like I couldn't turn my back on my best friend. Like it, it wouldn't make any sense for me. He is the life source. He's the one I see, I see him and I see kind of the things that he's done through the creation and stuff around me. I'm, I'm a, a painter as well and I just love creating 
um, pieces of art which have got elements of nature in them. And they're just for me, when I, I'm in the natural world, there's something of each animal, each plant, as we talked about in the Old Testament, there being a revelation of God that happened to these different people. Equally for me, when I when I go out, I see the sea. We live near the sea. If I see the sea, I, there's a revelation of God that comes through that too. Like that talks to me of God's faithfulness. That sea has been there for <laughs> since the beginning of time and or the beginning of earth time and it's still those waves are still crashing on the shore day after day after day after day like that speaks to me of God's faithfulness of God's eternity there's kind of a revelation that's of God that has happened to me through that when I've spent time gardening after I lost my first baby um we buried him in our in our garden and I before that time I didn't really like or understand gardening I just kind of thought why would you give somebody flowers? Like I didn't, I just really didn't, <laughs> didn't get it. Um, but during that time I planted a garden and I started to see how things grow and how, how much wisdom there is in gardening, how much we expect things to happen so quickly, but yet they happen slowly and growth happens slowly, but yet it happens so beautifully too. And the kind of investment that I put in those seeds that I planted sunflowers. So they were very, very simple. They literally had to just be planted in the soil and made sure they got enough water and they kind of, it's always sunny here um, in the summertime. Um, and it, so they kind of did their work on their own and, um, kind of three months later there was a my garden was full of these these sunflowers and it was just a reminder of to me personally of, of hope and of God's um healing God's restoration he spoke to me through uh that garden and I've continued to enjoy gardening and nature and and kind of got I've got a real appreciation for that up to the point where I as I said I now like to paint things from from nature and the different symbols connected with that um but I just think there has there has to be more than our daily life. And when when I've been in seasons where I haven't been able to see God clearly, I, they've actually been seasons that have been kind of full of depression and full of kind of just feeling okay. I just feel alone, and I feel I feel disconnected with with God. I feel disconnected with um yeah the greater greater purpose that he has for us here like i i i look at our world and i i remember my dad saying wow to this guy who um who said he didn't believe in god and he said wow you have got so much faith and the guy was like what he's like you have so much faith to believe that we all came from nothing and that we're like what is how how What's the point of living? Like, if there isn't a greater purpose, what are we here for? What are we we here to be and to do? And I don't know. I just feel like God's love has impacted my life, has made a change to my life. I truly believe I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. I think I've, I've been through seasons of depression that have been very severe and um if I hadn't had those encounters with God during those periods of depression, I think that I probably wouldn't still be here. So, I'd, yeah, Jesus is is my life force and and uh, the thing keep, keeping me alive. And I, I feel like that's good news. It's something that I want to share with other people. It's something that um, I believe that 
like I don't know imagine that you had um children somewhere but they didn't know you existed how much and you couldn't contact them they could only find you <laughs> like or you could maybe kind of send them signs but you weren't allowed to like appear to them how would you like your love for them would be like great they they were part of you they were they come from you your love for them but but you being able to connect with them wanting to connect with them and then imagine the joy when they wanted to connect with you when they were able to kind of find you and to connect in with you and to have a relationship with you imagine the joy of that and I think that that is where where God is at too like he wants to have a relationship with each one of us because we're his creation but he doesn't want to force it upon us like he doesn't want to say okay you have to believe in me. You have to, um, like, if Jesus appeared, or God appeared before you right now, you would, it would almost, God's existence would be forced upon you. But he doesn't want that. He wants you to discover there's a mystery and a playfulness and a, a beauty in uncovering who God is and seeking him out. And um, he is all around us. The Bible also says, like, there is evidence of God even through the creation that is around us. Like there is evidence everywhere that he is, is here, but are we willing to, to tune our hearts and our, um, our minds into him? Mm -hmm. Like it, the, the Bible also says, if we seek him, we will find him. If we seek him with all of our hearts and um, each journey is different of that. I don't, believe that any one church has got the full prescription of what that looks like but I believe that every human um has the ability to find Jesus and to have a relationship with Jesus and to connect him with relationship with Jesus and Jesus as God um whether or not that I mean, churches are great. Don't get me wrong. Like a Christian church will help, should help you. We hope it will help you in your relationship with God, but you can have a relationship with God, which starts even outside of a church. Um, and yeah, Jesus, I believe that Jesus wants to have, he's desperate to have a relationship with you. So it's more of a question. Do you want a relationship with him? I love that. Um, you like it, a theme in your story is just kind of seeing Jesus as a friend, you know, as like a living being that you're interacting with, you know, like a person, like a friend, someone that talks back to you, someone that listens to you that you can talk to. I mean, I just feel like that's such a radical idea in a conversation about a deity, you know, that, that the Bible says that Jesus like wants interaction, wants to be a friend, wants to be this gentle presence in our life at the same time, equally being like all powerful, like almighty God, like that is really cool. And I love how you're like, you've just got that assurance, you know, that it's your hand in hand walking, you know, it's not an abstract concept to you. It's not you saying, words that you hope go past your ceiling you know it's it's much more down to earth real which kind of leads me into 
you know, like the next question of, you know, so that's like your heart, that's the the story, that's your, you know, kind of when you're digging through the why, but, you know, what does that actually look like in your schedule and the day-to-day or in just, just practically, you know, like, so you're following Jesus, he is your friend, you talk to him, you believe in him, he provides for you, but you know, in the day-to-day, what does that really look like in a practical level? Yeah, I think that that um, on a practical level looks like um, intentionally bringing Jesus into different things. So what does that look like? That looks like (laughs) when I wake up in the morning, um, spending a little time uh, thinking through my day and just praying, so telling Jesus about it, asking him for his help. So this morning when I woke up, um, I'm doing a, a, a little journal right now called the five minute journal. And in that they ask you three questions in the morning. So one of the questions is, what are you grateful for today? Then what would you love to happen today? Something like that. And then a kind of affirmation that you write. And so one of the things I wrote this morning is I would just love uh, that um, God accompanies us as, as Alison and I have this conversation today. So I wrote that down and then um, I just spent some time saying, Jesus, I just pray that as we chat today, that you would just be there and that you would guide our conversation and um, that the right people would listen to it. Mm. And, um, and it was that simple. It was that. And then there were a couple of other things that I can't remember right now that I prayed for. I think there's some friends right now who um, are sick um, and struggling. And I I think I prayed for them. Um, And that was just, it was five, 10 minutes before I started the day. Um, I just did that. And then um, either I'll, read the Bible I'm on my, I've got an application on my phone, which is going through a Bible plan. So I'll either read that or I'll listen to it. If I'm kind of sometimes as I'm getting dressed or whatever, I'll listen. But whilst I'm listening to the Bible or reading the Bible, I'll say, okay, God, is there something you want to say specifically to me through that? So it's not just reading a text like you would normally read a book. It was, it's having a conversation with God at the same time and saying, okay, is there some, is there a word you've got specifically for me today um, that I can hold on to? So I, there was a verse this morning um, that was about uh, Jesus, that God was going to put the words of um, his words in our hearts and in our children's hearts and their children's hearts. And so that was kind of spoke out to me this morning. I, my children, um, my desire for them, although they have their free will and free choice, is to for them to also grow in love with, with Jesus and to have a relationship with him. Um and so I was, was, was just reflecting on that verse this morning and just saying, God, I just pray that you would sh- would reveal yourself to him, to them. And I think you, this verse says that you do reveal yourself, not just to us, but to our children and to their children. And so I was um, kind of just talking a little bit to God about that as I was um, reading the Bible. And then I started my day and different things will happen. So when I'm then I'll meet people and they might share their problems with me or a difficulty. My kids are on do, at home doing online school. Um, so they might encounter something. So I'll spend some time talking to them. Um, and then if there's a particular thing that they're worried about, I might say to them, hey, would you like to pray about that? Jesus would would love to, um, to help you in that. Can we just um, ask him about it and usually people will say yes so we might just invite Jesus into that moment and sometimes we might say hey why don't we just 
sit for a, for a moment and listen and see if the Holy Spirit wants to put anything on our hearts. Um, uh, the Holy Spirit is uh, that Jesus says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit is the one who is sent as his spirit. So if we imagine that God is God, the father is in heaven. Jesus was the one who was God sent to earth to be a full revelation of God. And he was a human and he lived and he died and he rose again. And then he went back up to heaven. And then the Bible says that he sent his Holy Spirit. So his Holy Spirit um, is God that's in spirit form who um, speaks to us and is, and is with us. And we, in this conversation, we've been using all interchangeably and Christians typically do use God, the father, God, the son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit interchangeably, but um, they are one. The Bible says they're one. They're not three distinct entities. They're one, um, but they have at the same time different manifestations. So we talk, the Holy Spirit is the spirit, if you like, of Jesus. Um, and so we'll talk, I'll, we might say, okay, let's just stop a minute and see if the Holy Spirit has anything that he wants to put on your heart. And we'll just, um, that person might say, okay, Okay, I just feel this and we just take a moment to be quiet and listen. And then, um, yeah, so that's kind of what it looks like. It's not um, if I come up with a struggle in my own daily life, maybe with my painting, like not knowing what to paint next or um, with with uh, something else that we're doing here, we might just stop a minute and just say, okay, God, I'm struggling with this. Please, will you help me? Um, and then just take a moment to, of quiet to to see if that there is something that God wants to say about that. And he might in that moment or it might come through somebody else later or it might come through something else that happens later on. Um, but I'm kind of attentive to what God might be saying about that um, specific thing. Um, so, yeah, There's I a mean, simplicity, just... isn't there? Like It's, it's just <laughs> yeah. so simple, you know, just to symbolize yeah, Spending a day with a friend, like you said. Yeah. Well, amazing. I just really, I just feel really honored that you um, came to share your story and your heart. And one of the reasons I started this, as I said in the introductory episode, is that, um, you know, it, it just kind of started to bother me that um, these con- kind of conversations, these topics aren't as like seen as safe you know, conversations. Like, I feel like there's so many people that have these stories of faith that have, you know, transformed your life, you know, and you said like, he's so real to you. And, um, you feel, you literally feel his love, you know, like that's, that's good. That's something that's really worth sharing. And, um, so one of the motivations for, you know, this podcast is just to hopefully, you know, break down the wall, to make it, it's not as awkward to hear someone share from the heart, but it's also feels safer to speak from the heart as well. So I just really appreciate you coming on and being brave and sharing your story and, and um, your life with Jesus to all of us. I really appreciate that. And so thank you. Thank you. I just want, can I just say one last thing? Before sure. We finish? I would just say to somebody who is not who's saying maybe is thinking oh I'm not sure whether or not God exists I'd like him to exist but I'm not sure like the most simplest prayer that you can start with is just saying God if you exist would you reveal yourself to me yeah and in his court kind of (laughs) yeah and but just be he will he will show you like 
I promise you that he will show you. And I think that that is a great starting prayer just to say, Mm -hmm. um, just God, if you're there, show yourself to me. Um, don't put provisos on how that has to happen, but allow him like pray that. And he will show you that, that he's there and you will see how personal that is and how Mm -hmm. he reveals himself to you in a, in a personal way that's personal to you. I love that. Um, well, cool. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, who knows, maybe we'll have you back in, in a few months or something. But <laughs> I hope that you have a good rest of the day with your family and fun on um, your adventure in Peru and sharing love there. And yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>